Be good. <laughs> Hello, listener. Thanks for tuning in to the Monkey Tooth Podcast. This is Andrew. And Tiffany. And Pele, who is panting in the corner. Uh, we are currently in, um, just outside of Vancouver, uh, Vancouver, BC. It is absolutely beautiful today. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Um, you'll be hearing this a few days late if you're a father. Whatever. We're recording it on Father's Day. We are going to tell you about our guests here in a moment. But first, I want to say thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. If you're not currently a Patreon supporter, it's super easy. Patreon.com forward slash Monkey Tooth Podcast. Or maybe just Monkey Tooth. Whatever. You'll find it. Look us up. Monkey Tooth Podcast. Uh, if you're not supporting us on Patreon, I totally get it. You can go to iTunes and leave us a review. You can write us an email and tell us what you think of the show. You can uh, just listen. You can just tell people about it, whatever you want to do. Or you can follow us on Instagram. It, it, we're easy to find. Just do something. And let us know what you think, because that means a lot. Because uh, I have a monkey tooth size hole in my heart that I wait for you people to fill every week. Okay, so uh, what are we going to talk about today, Tiff? Who did we talk to? We talked to David and Jeff, who co-own and co-inspired this um, old ferry boat called On the Hayu. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> and they, they do own this boat, and it is a floating venue for Mm-mm. weddings, uh, crazy parties, uh, not-so-crazy parties, uh, funerals, uh, just random happenings on the water with magic and acrobatics and all kinds of fun and incredible stuff. Uh, we met them and uh, through a total stranger that uh, basically it was Pele, right? Yeah. We, um, we were just kind of parked on the streets of Capitol Hill in Seattle and just hanging out, waiting to meet up with another person we had met a couple of weeks ago. And up comes this cute, fluffy little dog named B. And he and Pele just immediately started playing together. It was the cutest thing ever. Which is rare, because Pele doesn't normally like other yeah, dogs. Yeah, he's a little snarky a lot of times. But he just loved this dog. And then, of course, we love this dog. And then up comes Audra, and we love Audra. Audra is? Audra is B's mom, and she's also the GM for On the Hayu. So we found that out by, you know, asking her what she does, and she asked what we do, and then it came up with the podcast, of course. Um, so we asked if we could meet these guys who have this venue on the Hayu. For sure. And uh, amazingly, she said yes. So thank you, Monkey Tooth Podcast listeners, for making this reality. Because if we were back home and we just met a stranger and it sounded like they had a cool job. I don't know that I would have context to just ask if I could meet their boss. I don't know that that's just something I would do, maybe, but it's way more likely with the podcast. So thank you out there for making this possible. Uh, I just wanna say uh, we're having a great time. We're in Vancouver. 
We're heading to uh, Alaska slowly. We should be there by, I don't know. End of the end, month? End of the month. End of June? Maybe. Um, but we've got some great, great episodes coming out between now and then. We've met some really incredible people who uh, we're, we're so excited to, uh, to produce their, their episodes. Uh, Michael Abelman, who I think we've mentioned before, uh, the writer of uh, uh, was it Soul Food, the uh, yeah Street Farm, Street Farm, incredible, uh, incredible guy, very bright, a hardworking farmer, sort of a pioneer in the organic food movement. Uh, way cool guy. He's coming up next week. After that, we've got Joel Solomon, who is another author and an investor and a really brilliant guy who's trying to revamp how we think about money. Um, we had an amazing conversation with him in Cortez Island, on Cortez Island, uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's coming out the week after next, and there's there's several more. We've actually we've been busy recording people. So, uh, and tomorrow we've got a really exciting one. If all comes together, I almost hesitate to say it out loud right now, so I won't tell you who it is. But we're very excited about our guest tomorrow. All right, uh, thank you so much, Monkey Two listeners. Thank you, Monkey Tooth listeners. We love you. Yes, indeed. Much love. Enjoy this show with these two guys from On the High Well, welcome aboard. Yeah, man. Super happy to be here. It's a beautiful. You know, people around the country think of Seattle as this like dreary, cold, rainy place. Not today. We want to keep them thinking that, though. Yeah. <laughs> keep yeah, a good. <laughs> believe it. Believe how dreary it is. Portland, sunny all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Manna flows from heaven in Portland. <laughs> so uh, I, I want to get into what, first of all, what we're sitting on, what this is. But uh, I kind of want to know about each of you. Are, are, Jeff, are you a, a sailor? Are you a yachtsman, a boatsman? What? How, how are you on this boat? How'd you get here? Um, how did I get involved with the boat? Well, you know, I set out a couple years ago to open an entertainment venue, and my girlfriend and I were searching for a building on land, and um, we were really striking out. And um, in the intern, I had met up with a friend of mine who was um, producing beer tasting cruises on the lake, and so we had connected with this guy that owns a couple of boats to rent the boats for every Thursday night through the summer beer tasting cruises. And while uh, planning these events with this guy, he knew that I was looking for an entertainment venue. And so he um, suggested that um, I check out this retired Washington State ferry boat that was on the auction block and hadn't sold. And so I started the process of looking into that, and David and I had teamed up on our um, entertainment quest to open a venue together. And um, I first went out and looked at this boat, and uh, I was very disheartened when I got to it and saw it was a complete rust bucket. It just was very, in really bad aesthetic shape. and so I took David back out there on the next trip, and he walked on board, and he saw the vision that I didn't see at first. And five weeks later, we owned the boat. <laughs> and that's basically how the story started with, with the high U.
So let me take it back a little bit further. Your what, like restaurants and uh, entertainment and that sort of thing. I mean, there's a special sort of um, insanity. Know, yeah, like self-loathing that you have to have <laughs> to to get into those types of ventures. What? Why do you hate yourself in this way? What <laughs> What made you so sick of yourself that you wanted to do this? Well, I've been in a different career for 35 years and really was wanting to get out of it for about 34 years and finally was in a position where um, I was able to move away from that and you know entertainment is something that's always excited me and inspired me and uh, restaurants and bars that wasn't really why I went into this business it was more the entertainment angle and restaurants and bars come with this business so it was more by default that I got into that sure that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> and what was what was your career path before the 34 years of disliking it? I was in the construction field. I was in the tile business. I had a tile company for a long time, self-employed, and um, was very successful. And and um, yeah, I did it for a long time. But I just had lost my passion for that very early on. And um, growing up in Los Angeles, I was around a lot of entertainment. Um, either uh, working for a lot of performers and different entertainment people in the tile business uh, and then just being around it, you know, just really, I, I liked it. I was excited about it. It was fun. It is fun. Yeah. So how about you, David? Where, where are you coming from? Uh, my background is in, is in performing. I've certainly done my time in restaurants in a variety of capacities and venues, but mine's from the performance angle. Um, I came up through doing everything from traditional theater to film to I was a stuntman for a while. Moved up to this area. Um, started playing music. Got in a band that was a bit successful for a minute in this kind of underground cult way. And then from there, in late 90s, co-founded a traveling circus. Oh, cool. Circus contraption that traveled around the world for about 12 years. Wow. That ended in 2009-10, and I spent immediately after that about the next seven, eight, seven years, six, yeah, six to seven years, traveling around the world four to five months a year as a itinerant MC, producer, director, etc. Jeff and I were working on coincidentally um, a project of, through a mutual friend, a magician, who had created a variety show for a family variety show here in Seattle. And um, and so we were both working on that, and that's when we met. We started hanging out, talking. He had mentioned he really wanted to give back after being successful in this chosen career path, but had a passion to try and facilitate art, facilitate, you know, making art happen and giving creators an opportunity in a space. We started talking about venues and what that could look like, and. He and his wife started, uh, wife to be, started looking uh, for for spaces, which was proving nigh impossible here, and with high enough ceilings for circus arts and all the things that go into you know actually owning anything in Seattle at this point. And Jeff heard about this opportunity and went, and like he said, we went up and looked at it, and the vision was there, and Jeff said. Damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. Um, and uh, then he bought the boat, and we set about renovating it and turning it into uh, 
this floating entertainment venue we're sitting on now. Yeah. And then he bought the boat is one of those sentences that said either with clenched fists of anger or clenched fists of enthusiasm. It seems like we're still in enthusiasm. Yes, right possibly now. a little bit of clenched buttocks as well. Clinched, clinched <laughs> Certainly on all our parts at times. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But, I can imagine. you know, for me, it was one of those things where, you know, there are people that negotiate a path by doing all the math, right? And we've joked about it. Jeff was like, if I would have done the math, there's no fucking way I would have bought this boat. So it was all on vision. It was all on what could be. What's that potentiality? What, what's, what's the end look like? And now we'll reverse engineer the rest of it. Now, when you do that, a lot of times, you know, you end up taking on a lot of things you didn't expect, right? On the other hand, if you did the math, you'd never have the thing. So. planning can ruin a good time sometimes <laughs> but it's I mean clearly clearly you guys have got some pretty heavy planning that's gone into it since the vision came about I mean this you described a rust bucket I don't see a lick of it this thing is spick and span it's beautiful festoon lighting everywhere we'll put some pictures up it's, I don't do the best descriptors but it's it's gorgeous I mean you guys have done a bang-up job making this thing and it's spacious I mean I, by necessity it's a boat that held cars it's got to be but just thinking of uh, you've got trapeze and and high wire stuff going on you've got we've got what's rigged for aerial we have full sound and lights throughout both the passenger cabins were repurposed one is a maritime northwest whiskey bar oh that's great and the other is a tiki bar (laughs) a full tiki bar with tiki totems and fog and lights and oh nice wow so yeah you've you've taken on two bars a number of venues. I mean, you could have a band playing on one side and a, you know, a whole magic show or a, a trapeze artist or a circus act on the other. And that right over there is the custom culinary trailer, which is actually in, essentially a, food a, truck a portable restaurant yeah. that goes on the boat to s- serve the food. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic, man. So you... Uh, before I get too mired in the, the details of it, um, you've come at it from performance. You've come at it from just wanting to be sort of out of what you were in before and a love for entertainment um, that you chose such a broad range of entertainment. You know, what did you have a passion for, for acrobatics or for circus or for this sort of see a lot of times when you think of entertainment, people think just like liquor and music. Yeah, you've you've really you've dialed into a whole other sort of range of entertainment. What's where's that come from in you? 
I think, you know, a lot of it's my growing up, you know, I, I too, um, I wasn't a stunt man, but growing up in Los Angeles, I used to hang out at this uh, stunt school and, um, you know, I, the, they had the trapeze set up and the high wire, you know, and I just was so enamored with that stuff. And, um, I also, uh, I don't, for whatever reason, I don't remember exactly how, but I, re- I wound up in the magic castle in Los Angeles and it's this exclusive, uh, club for magicians. It's private, you know, you have to be a magician to be able to get in there and or know, know a magician. And, you know, I just, I was constantly around this entertainment reality, you know, whether it was, um, you know, musicians or this magic stuff, this stunt stuff, you know, it was, it was this constantly evolving uh, experience that I was having. And, um, you know, when I finally got to a place where I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my second life um, you know entertainment just seemed like that was the thing and um, David has a lot of experience in the, in the circus cabaret realm and um, you know I just felt like when him and I hooked up it was I felt like that was magic you know it was like this this link that I didn't really have a full grasp of that when him and I got together it kind of like connected the dots and uh, you know, I think a lot of the, a lot of what I brought to this equation too was my business sense that I had had already in my business before, and um, you know, a lot of this a lot of this really I think was we had a vision in the beginning, but it was a big moving target. We we had a business plan, but it was a big moving target. You know, and as the farther that we got down the road, the more things we discovered. It was constantly having to. Um, shake and jerk and you know squirm and just getting around all the hurdles that we had that came our way but it all came together I mean it was it was a lot of um, a lot of uh, I think right timing just everything it just came together really well yeah well you located it on a moving target we did it's a good move <laughs> you know you can't hit the mark they'll just keep move the whole mark and uh, so if you've you've come to it with a business acumen and a passion for for entertaining people and for being around entertainers and uh, not wanting to be just fully tied to a restaurant or bar, that's a pretty uh, unique way into into this. I, I, it seems like a lot of um, I've met uh, throughout our travels people in the construction business who've built so many venues for people and have been around that and seen that. Like, man, why am I doing this? I'm working so hard to build this other guy's dream. I could build my own and make it. So you, you, when you got the opportunity to do that, you did it on a, in a way that I don't imagine you worked on a lot of boats in, in your career. I've had smaller boats my whole life, you know, but this is just, you know, my smaller boats on steroids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, and they're working. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you've, I, I kind of get, I get where you're coming from with it. I, I really appreciate it. I think it's a beautiful thing to see someone. I mean, I guess your other option was retiring. You know, it doesn't seem like you're awfully young for retiring. That doesn't feel so right. Yeah, yeah. This was a, idle hands are what the devil's handiwork. Is that yeah, what they say? Like they Busy hands are happy yeah. hands. And there's that moment you considered a second career as a professional ice skater, but I think you picked the right path. For that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Your knees will thank you. So, David, you. Uh, You've traveled the world. You've come at this. How long have you been in Seattle? Or is this home? Twenty-six years. Twenty-six years. So you, 
when you, I guess, saw this and saw the vision, do you have a construction background or like a, you, you've built sets? Or no, but is? coming from a place where, you know, um, both from creating in the context of the circus um, and then also having a production company for some time, event production company, um, you know, I think you're used to flexing that idea of looking at something, a raw space, and thinking about what it is that it could be. Yeah. Um, and this was literally one of those times. I mean, Jeff, it was literally one of those times where we went out to see it, and he, and when I looked at it, it just the math started happening. Like I could just I, in my head, it's just started placing where things could be. Now we've had to adapt to a number of those different things as we've gotten new information, as we've been, wouldn't this be amazing? And then we find out there's absolutely no way the Coast Guard's ever going to let us do that. Cancel the order for the elephant, you know, (laughs) whatever it was that we've had to continue to kind of be adaptable. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, that central, central idea of how we could purpose the boat, you know, came pretty quickly and then came pretty quickly for us to, to be on the same page about like what 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 we we're hopeful that could be yeah yeah well I, I mean that's i can't even imagine the regulatory sort of hurdles and things that you guys and you just wait, when did you begin construction you purchased it when february of last year february 2017. of 2017 and it is may of 2018 that's a lightning fast we're gonna be open by june right <laughs> Oh, that was the original target date? July 4th. July 4th, we oh, felt yeah. last well, year. But, I mean, that, you know, you got to shoot for something. Of course. Which, yeah, I'll, yeah that's pretty ambitious. That was very ambitious. July, but, but still, I mean, that, even to be open now. I mean, I, I worked for uh, a group that uh, this was three, four years ago. Oh, they're, they're building a hotel and a restaurant. Still not open. It's not my fault. I just want to make that clear to anyone listening out there. But, uh, you know, that... that Things can go awry and things pop up. I can't imagine what pops up when you're trying to do acrobatics on water with liquor and a boat. You know, it's I, even that, but that part of that's all it was. It's pretty simple. It's just we've had, you know, liquor board, health department, Coast Guard, City of Seattle, Department of Natural Resources. Because we kind of exist in all those right. places, everybody has a thing to say about it. Yeah. And one of the nice things for me is, especially working the Circus Cabaret kind of vibe, is these are my friends. These are people I literally, some of them I've known for 15, 20 years. So to be able to create another space, you know. I mean, one of the things Jeff's foundational thing was like, I want to I want to create a place where people, where I can help facilitate people who create stuff. Give them a place to shine. this particular just the venue itself the flexibility that you have to do anything I mean really you could it could be stand-up comedy it could be uh, acrobatics it could be weddings it could be I think there should be funerals on this boat why not there have been a have, few, have a few yeah. I'm looking forward to our first bris <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean so let me get 
how did you two come together? What, how, how did you meet? Through that, I had mentioned this show that we were both... A family variety show that we were both working on together. Okay. Right. And you just it's completely coincidental. Kindred spirits. How did you meet Evan? I met Evan by Googling magic in Seattle. Wow. So when I figured out that I wanted to do entertainment, I started to Google things in Seattle, happenings in Seattle, and... You know, I found um, I found some circus stuff. I found uh, there's another um, business here called uh, Teatro Zinzani that's really been a hallmark of circus entertainment here in Seattle for 20 years. Um, I went to a bunch of shows that they had pr- produced and and, um, and put on, and um, yeah. And also, when I met Jeff, he had already done some executive producing for a place in town, the Can-Can. He'd invested and been an executive producer on an independent film that's now paying dividends. So he was already kind of like, right? Yeah, I was really trying my hand in a lot of different things, you know. I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I um, I got involved in a theatrical play that was happening here in Seattle. Someone asked me if I wanted to produce a play, and I was like, huh, produce a play? Well, I've never done that before. I took it to a dear friend of mine um, who's been in the business, and I trust his judgment. And he basically told me, "Hey, you better do this for the love of money, because you're not going to make any the love of arts, because you're not going to make any money at it." Yeah. yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, it was. And uh, just all but, the time, that's good advice. But the thing was, is I is I, I did do it, and I wound up making money doing it, and not in a bragging way, but just you know, and and just. I just, you know, followed my intuition, and uh, and you know, I've been blessed with this gift to uh, make shit happen. And um, it's not always this big thought-out process, you know. It's more of an organic kind of just like have a vision and just you know let things kind of unfold the way they're supposed to. I agree with that 100%. We've we've kind of got we've been exposed recently to a lot of people who've started ambitious projects and it's that one word in particular intuition comes up every time it's always uh following your instinct and intuition i feel like is directly linked to success you know so that's a good on you to listen to it and whatever you did to cultivate it good on you for that you know so um I'm, i'm still trying to get get my head around the art the art scene here when you are I just I picture myself, if I were to Google magic in Seattle right now, uh, you would have to go through like page six to get past all the like sex acts and get through all the different things. Oh, yeah. Or we, unless that's what you're going for. We have for, those booked here. Which is great. On Tuesdays. So Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Don't forget, folks. Book your that's right. magic ding dong Tuesday. Great, great for the, the kids. <laughs> yeah, great, great for making children. Yes. But so like, it, I don't have my only exposure to magic and like theater uh has not been a big party scene like i I don't ever necessarily associate the two i don't know if it's just a failing in my i'm not real hip maybe that's a huge part of the problem but when you're booking a party are people like coming to you like hey i really i would like to have you know acrobats at my party and magicians at my party or how, how are you selling this? It's, it's kind of on vogue here. It has been for 15, 20 years. Part of it is that 
kind of organically in the, again, late 90s, 98, yeah, late 90s, there was this resurgence in the states of circus. Uh, Cirque du Soleil had come out, they had not been out that long. Um, they were doing these big shows, people were like, ooh, this is interesting, you know. Their first show was called We Reinvent the Circus. Yeah. Um, and there was also a resurgence of these small, more European tented models, one ring circuses, yeah. of which Circus Contraption was one. And here in town, so there was Zinzani, which opened up people to be like, oh, it's a thing. And then there was us, and then from there, that really seeded what's now there's we have the biggest teaching circus school in the states wow. right in georgetown as well as two three three at least three other aerial schools uh, wow. with and two of which have flying trapeze rigs so it really <laughs> became like a thing here yeah so from there of course because we have such a big upsurgence of corporate right yeah. of course that's what corporate wanted in their parties and things like that and that's kind of been a mainstay we just did a big, big event for a Chinese trademark law company, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they were? Yeah. Uh, and this whole boat, we'll show you a photo, or if you want to post that one up, it's a gorgeous photo. We were down here at, outside of the Museum of History and Industry with 600 people, you know, on and off the boat with aerial and contortionists and, you know, mermaids and all kinds of stuff. TV band, go-go dancers. Yeah. Magician, roaming magician. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. So I mean, now that you've got it built and it's it's afloat, literally and figuratively, uh, how's the math looking now? Are you doing math yet? Or are you trying to just... You know, it's funny. We were doing a lot of math in the beginning, but now we're not <laughs> doing math so much yeah. anymore. <laughs> You're sick of putting minuses on everything? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but I was never great at math. <laughs> Math was my best subject, and I think awesome. I failed in math in this endeavor. <laughs> Again, for you know, the, for me, the best spin on that is, is we went in with an idea, right? You got to pick your shot. You know, pick your shot, conceptualize what you think you can do. We had so much new information, we just had to keep, you know, crossing that number out and putting another one in and doing this, and you know, and at a certain point, there's only so much that can exist on paper. At a certain point, you got to go with what you think you're best suited for and go for it and try and create the best paradigm you can from there. Here I go falling down, down, down. My mind is a blank. My head is spinning around and around as I go deep into the funnel of love. can't remember exactly where what we were talking about i feel like you were talking about um feelings feelings yeah how do you feel <laughs> nothing more than feelings yeah do you mind coming in a little bit sorry you look so comfortable man i hate to come on honey could have asked him he looks less comfortable there we go all right there it is it sounds so much better that's Damn. great that's great now you fantastic <laughs> beautiful so is that your role on the boat now are you generally artistic director yeah, yeah. But do you do get to still step into that role and be the MC of an event? Are you going to be? Um, the, when, when it call, when it calls for it, that is certainly a possibility. Yeah. But you know, we have a real broad variety of programming we're sure. we're doing. So, uh, you know, when we did the corporate event, there's no need for that. It was all ambient, all eye candy. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, cool. 
Oh. So, so day-to-day operations-wise, you're like, what's your role? What are you just making sure it's paid for and looks good? I guess uh, you know the business part of it was has been my main role, and um, also uh, refurbishing the boat has been the thing that I've been responsible for. Um, also, a lot of the regulatory stuff that um, yeah. that we've had to deal with, and still a little bit dealing with. Um, I'm responsible for that with the Coast Guard and um, the City of Seattle. Um, so yeah, moving forward now, now that the boat's pretty much done, I'm just you know focusing on the everyday stuff that um, still needs to be uh, worked on with uh, moorage and uh, where we're loading and unloading passengers. Yeah. Um, working with David um, on the content calendar for what we're going to present to Seattle. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's was where I was heading. I was wondering, like, how do you get your kicks out of the entertainment part of it? Because, you know, you're, it sounds like pretty, not necessarily mired, but pretty heavy into, like, the nuts and bolts of how it's coming together. Yeah. One, one of the things that you mentioned a little bit ago was about um, the, the content and how, you know, when we first started talking about a, a venue on land, it was really limited to what kind of content we were going to actually do because it was, you know, it was just a, you know, another building, theatrical kind of space. And when the boat came around, it opened up all kinds of ideas and, and other things that we could do. Uh, corporate events, uh, weddings, um, you know, movie nights on the lake. Um, Bar- barbecues, sleepovers. We've talked about, you know, pretty much, you know, anything you can dream up. We've been like, we could make that work in the boat. Yeah, yeah. You know? Such a flexible thing, and it, mm-hmm. there's something about being on the water. Just people look forward to it. It's particularly here. That, that's one of the things I think I'm most excited about with the boat is that you know water has always been um, a form of uh, serenity to me. You know, peace and relaxation. Um, so I, I, I really like that, you know, tonight, um, tonight we're doing this thing called magic on the high you, and I've created this Facebook page for a magician's only clubhouse on the boat. And tonight's our inaugural night to have local magicians come on board as, uh, a space where they can come, you know, away from the public and, discuss with their peers you know talk about the things they're doing and yeah. try to create this kind of magic castle kind of you know seattle like thing yeah where um you know ultimately for me uh i want to have produced events here that are purely magic and uh i think that magic alone in and of itself is probably is not enough to sustain this boat but Weaving it in with the other things that we're doing, yeah. we can create some content here that can, great addition for sure. Yeah, and we could add to the other things that we're doing, and there is a very large uh, magic community here of magicians and patrons, and we want to we want to tap into that. And yeah. I'm one of those guys that had a little magic kit when I was a kid. Yeah, could never figure out how any of it worked, but I had the box. <laughs> I, I, I just can't help but associate magic with like pleated and tufted leather and velvet and like all this kind of like pipe and cloak and the sort of, you, you know. You guys real some old school, some old school, some old school of, magic going on yeah, there. Yeah, seeing it at sea with like 
tattoos and you know it, it, the whole scene out here just seems so different uh it, it's kind of cool to see like this different generation of magic do you have any old school like old magic heads like people who have been at it for a long time sort of the elders of the magic community there is a few people that are involved um in magic here that are that are those guys and they're they're coming here tonight so we're that's excited great. to that's great share so, this with them are you hoping to get like uh constructive criticism or critique on the venue like hey oh this works for this what if you guys did x or is it just like come hang out and have a good time the thing is is i know that jeff has a friend who's quite a very well-known magician and he's been on the boat and he was you know of course whatever your field is right if you're you come on the boat and you're the aforementioned ice skater you're gonna be the boat would be great if you just put some ice on it and (laughs) so of course he was like you know put a trap door and make a thing and everyone's gonna have their take and some of those we can probably incorporate and some we can't right um you know, it's a big raw space, but it has, you know, one quarter inch steel limitations. Yeah. Yeah, well, the only thing more satisfying than taking advice you need is ignoring advice you don't. So you get maybe that opportunity more often than you think. So thank you guys on that one. <laughs> That's very true. So uh, I have been ignoring advice that I probably need for quite some time. So maybe we'll get some. This is hilarious. That's yeah. totally fine. The hounds, the hounds of hell in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's dogs. the regulatory bodies yeah. <laughs> nipping at our heels. Yeah. Fire department and health department over there trying to work it out. Yeah. Good luck, fellas. Yeah. Good luck. Ladies. Um, and also in the room is sweet Audra. Thank you for making this happen. Yeah. Well, this one really made it happen. Yeah. Thanks, V. Kansas City Kitty. <laughs> so I have a question. How far can you take this out on the water? Like... Can, do you have to just stay in Lake Union area or can you go out into the sound or what are the regulations on that as far as like parties and like how far can you move it and who who drives it so we have a cap Uber that makes sense we have a captain that is on call as needed okay. and we are able to take the boat out into the sound um, nice. It's it has classifications for inland waters which is essentially from all the islands this the islands in the Puget Sound area and then into the inland waters of the lakes we can't go out into the big open waters but um, that's a pretty good distance yeah we have a pretty good (laughs) El Cabo here we come (laughs) Um, yeah I I mean uh, generally speaking we want to be doing a business on the lakes if a client wants to or we come up with some fabulously impractical idea to do you know a shows out and so we've talked about like oh we could do a series of shows out of the san juans and stop at each place and bring the show to them and like we can do it yeah um and when we first got the boat the first thing we had to do was put it up in dry dock so the coast guard could inspect the hull we could there was no that was feb and there was no dry dock available august of that year so Jeff said, fuck it, and called up and got some dry dock we could do in very beginning of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was four of us sailed this thing up to Vancouver. Oh, wow. Which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and great. it went up on dry dock for only, what, $4? It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, $400,000? Yeah, something. Not quite that no, either, but it was spendy. Um, as, as everything in a boat, whether you have a sailboat or whether you have a massive boat like this, Boats cost. Plus out another thousand. That would have stands for? Thousand. Ten thousand. Ah, thousand. Huh. Boat Funny. Boat. Thousand. Huh. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Yeah, so we can't we can go we can go out, but you know mainly there's so much to exploit here and so many cool pockets and mm -hmm. communities that we can and we're starting to make connections not only with Seattle but other communities Kirkland, Renson, some other areas where you know are also seeking because we literally can bring the mountain to Mohammed. Yeah. yeah. But on the other hand, we had 350 people on this boat a week and a half ago, and it it didn't. I mean. It looked like we could put another 200 on there. We right. won't, right. but it, I mean, yeah. it. This boat holds yeah. a lot of people really comfortably. A lot of footprint. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and you're fully. It's open for business right now. You're, you're taking bookings. fully operational. Yep. Yep. We are. Uh, we have a birthday, a 60th uh, birthday party next Saturday that we're going to be doing, and then um, corporate events and weddings moving forward from there yeah is that audra she'll she's booking or are you guys booking who's who's handling your booking audra and i both are doing the booking yeah. ultimately she'll be doing all the booking mm -hmm. and that's the private event side but you're trying to book like some events type stuff where people will show up and well so we're creating our own content yeah so those right. will be our self-produced events that we'll do under our own steam yeah. ticket those events etc great way cool man. yeah I wish you guys the, the best of luck. It looks, I mean, we've taken a very different route uh, and have invested. We've gone real um, real heavy on right now and very light on the future. Uh, we're taking the next two years off to do uh, this, basically. So you'd think we'd have our shit together a little better if this is all we're going to be doing for the next two years. But we're getting there. It's it's trial and error, man. Trial. Funny people say that about us, too. <laughs> yeah, heavy on the air. But uh, no, it's it's really cool to see somebody just you know you guys went all in on this thing, and that's that's the way to do is it. Is it cool to give a shout out just the website and whatnot and all oh, that absolutely. kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah we're, no, we're gonna put all that up. But oh, good. We're www.onthehiu.com. H-I-Y-U. H-I-Y-U.com, as well as on Facebook on the Hiu, on Twitter and Instagram on the Hiu. Uh, you can get pictures and whatnot, and if you want to book that aforementioned bris. Yes. Uh, go there and talk to Audra. Talk to Audra about your breasts. She'll give you a cut rate deal. Oh, <laughs> that is why you are the MC. Right on. Well, uh, thank you, fellas. Is there anything else you want to lay out there? No, ha safe travels. Have a great. Thank you. Look forward to all the amazing, uh, you know, humans you get to experience and yeah. and along the way, and yeah. you know, be be large and be wonderful out there. It's getting weirder by the episode this is like a, a almost a step back into normalcy and this is crazy <laughs> so if that gives you any idea where we're heading this awesome this is beautiful yeah thank you guys i appreciate you coming on board and interviewing us and um all, all the best to you on your travels thank you yeah Hi, Tiffany here, saying thank you for listening to the Monkey Tooth Podcast. If you haven't already, or it's been a while, check out our website, mtp.dog. There's plenty of information there. An About tab with a little bio on Andrew, myself, and our dog Pele. There's also a Van Build tab, detailing how we did our van conversion. A Journal tab, and we, as an Andrew, are doing our best to keep that up to date. And last but not least, a contact tab where you can leave your thoughts, suggestions, or questions. 
You can also contact us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram, Monkey Tooth Podcast. If you would like to donate and or subscribe to the cause, you can go to Patreon and GoFundMe at Monkey Tooth Podcast. Patreon is not just a place to subscribe. We post lots of content there as well. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Love to all.